Thank you for listening to the sermons here at Ascension Lutheran Church. Our worship services happen on Sunday mornings. 8.30 is our traditional worship service, and 10.30 is our contemporary worship service. We'd love to see you on a Sunday morning. You can visit us also on our website at www.alcrpv.org. We hope you enjoy the sermon. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that this is a day that you have come, that you are amongst us. We are not alone. It is so easy for us to believe that we're alone, that we're isolated, but instead you remind us that you give us your spirit to fill this room. And so, Lord, do the work. Open up eyes and ears out of our granite heads. Fill my words with your conviction so that hearts may be transformed, not by my power or by my abilities or strength, but simply because you are doing the work here. Lord, we submit this time to you. Let there be less of me so there can be more of you. It's your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Pentecost Sunday, an opportunity for us to look at the Holy Spirit, to celebrate the Holy Spirit, for us to recognize that we are not alone, but God has given us himself to be with us. And when we go through the scriptures and we find the names that we see in scriptures of the Holy Spirit, we get a couple of different names. The first we'll see is Numa or Ruach, and Ruach is the Hebrew, and Numa is the Greek, and they mean similar things, wind, spirit, breath, moving air. It's not static air, it's not still air. There's a spirit of movement, of, of action in the air, wind, spirit, breath, both Numa and Ruach in the Old Testament. Then, in last year's sermon on Pentecost, we talked about this word, the paraclete, This shows up, and we'll see a reading just a little bit in the sermon, in the Gospel of John. And the word paraclete is a Greek word. And actually, it's over in English. It's become an English word because the paraclete is where we will sometimes translate as comforter, counselor, advocate in John 14. But what it does is it puts something in relation to something else. So we have something who's either in front of, to the side, or behind They're either an advocate, a comforter, a counselor. Now, the King James Version, they didn't want to translate this word. And they didn't want to because by doing so, they would take away other meanings. So instead of translating it, they just wrote it right over into English. So they just put paraclete and basically said, you have to figure it out. I don't want to give you one definition. Because by giving you one definition, I take away to others. And so one time I was watching that spelling bee that happens on ESPN with the, you know, 12-year-olds, and this word came up. And I was like, ah, I know this word. You know, the one I know. Everything else was in trouble. But we have this idea here, pneuma, ruach, paraclete. And there's something about the Holy Spirit that you can't put words on. You don't know what your breath looks like, right? You breathe out, you feel it, but you don't know what it looks like. How how far does it go? Does it stay contained? Does it float away? How much CO2, how much nitrogen was in that breath? I don't know. Paraclete, an intentionally difficult word to move over into English. 
The Holy Spirit, there's something about the Spirit that you want to look at, but you just can't quite contain. The Holy Spirit is like, um, you guys, we all have that friend. We have a friend who really, truly doesn't want to be celebrated for their birthday. And they don't want to have the big birthday party, but then we say, you, you're, we're going to have a party for you. And you're like, but I don't want the party. And the Holy Spirit is, is like that. I, I wonder if Pentecost makes the Holy Spirit a little uncomfortable. Why? Because the Holy Spirit has one primary purpose. And the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to point to Jesus. The Holy Spirit exists to point to Jesus. There's, there's a great theologian, and I did look up, I tried to find this quote. I've read it somewhere else. So this is not an original thought to me, but I could not find the quote of where it was. But it said, the Holy Spirit is the quiet part of the Trinity because it wants to point to Jesus. It doesn't want you to, to define him, get stuck on him. He, Holy Spirit, wants you to see Jesus. And when we come and we look at here, we look at the Trinity on the left panel of glass here. We have God the Father, which we can talk about. He, he did these things and, and he spoke through Moses or to Moses through the burning bush. He led the Israelites through a pillar of cloud and fire. He rested on the tabernacle. We have Jesus Christ the Son who is embodied in flesh, incarnated. He walked, he taught, he did miracles. He died on the cross. He rose from the dead. And then we have the Holy Spirit. And look where we see the Holy Spirit here in the Gospel of John. John John the Baptist says this, and John testified, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, he on whom you see the spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. What did the Holy Spirit do? It came out in a dove and landed on Jesus and said, that's him. This is the one you should listen to. This is the one who will save the world from sin and shame. This is him. The Holy Spirit points us to Christ. And so if we start to think about it that way, and we start to consider what is it for the Holy Spirit to point us to Christ, how does he do this? Well, he does it through prayer. The Holy Spirit points us to Christ by giving us the ability to pray, by standing in the middle and praying for us. How many situations have you been in where you've walked into something and it just feels too big for you to know how to pray? I don't know what to do with this. I don't know where to start. I don't even know how to pray for this. And it feels overwhelming. It feels like I, I, I too, I'm too little for this big thing. In the midst of that, we have Paul reminding us in the book of Romans. He says, likewise, the spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know how to pray as we ought. But that very spirit intercedes and sigh, with sighs too deep for words. And God who searches the heart knows what is in the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. You can't pray on your own, but the Spirit prays in you and for you, doing what? Pointing you to Christ. Pointing you to Jesus. Says, I know how and what you need, and I'm going to do the work inside of you. Again, we aren't alone. 
God didn't abandon us. God didn't step away from us. Instead, God gave us his spirit so that we can look to Jesus, so that in our prayers, when we don't feel like enough, the spirit steps in and prays. The spirit points us to Christ in our prayers. How else does the Holy Spirit point us to Christ? Through prayer, also through scripture. God gives us these words, And we hear these words, and they are enriched, enlivened, breathed out by the Spirit. So when they go, they do work by the Holy Spirit. You know, here we are. The disciples did not know California existed when they were walking around. Rancho Palace, they had no idea here. They couldn't imagine 2,000 years in the future. But here we are looking at a cross that Jesus went to for us so that we could live. And we're worshiping Jesus. Why? God's word contains the spirit, this message to this day. So 2,000 years later, we can worship in spirit and in truth. And so we have this in the gospel of John. He says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. So when John, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are, are sitting down to write out their gospel, when Paul and Peter are getting ready to write their letters, the Holy Spirit is bringing to mind these things. The Holy Spirit is using them to say, yes, that's what we did. That's what I want you to say. So my word, my story can be transmitted 2,000 years later to a group of people in Rancho Palos Verdes, California. And Paul's going, well, where's that again? Right? But look at what God's word does. It carries this message of truth and of life to us so that we can hear the good news that Jesus Christ died on the cross for us. The Spirit points us to Christ through the Scriptures. It points us to life and hope and love. Okay, so the Holy Spirit points us to Christ through prayer. The Holy Spirit points us to Christ through scripture, and the Holy Spirit points us also to Christ through worship. The Holy Spirit points us to Christ through worship by giving us this place for us to come in and to be able to see God and worship him in spirit and in truth. You know, the, it's tempting as a worship leader, as you know, Townsend, to believe the most important thing that happens in worship is the music. It's tempting as the preacher to think, yeah, the most important thing that happens in worship is my preaching. This is it. You've reached the high point of the worship service. And, you know, that would be great. I would love that. But that's not true. You know what the high point of worship is? The high point of worship is when we come to this table and when Christ gives us himself, gives us his body, gives us his blood in bread and in wine so that we can taste and see that he is good and that he is for us. When when you receive this meal, and I have the privilege of saying to you, this is the body of Christ broken for you. His body, his blood, 
given for you so that you no longer live in sin and shame, but you have hope and you have love and you have peace. Why do we come to this place? We come because it is tough out there. The world is beating us up and telling us that we have reasons that we need to be lonely or we need to try to push down our others so that we can get ahead. We come into this place desperate for a word of hope. Desperate for a word that there's a God who knows us and who loves us. We come to this table saying, Lord, I need you. I need you because I have nothing left. I have nothing to give. I need you. And every time he shows up, every time he gives himself to you. This is what worship is about. I mean, the, the, the songs, and today, boy, we showed off today, I think, right? We had bells, and we had choir, and we had the, the kids. I mean, it was a day. But what is it preparing us for? To hear that Jesus is for you, that you're not alone. And there's a God who is with you, is for you, and gave himself to you. That's what we're here for. That's what this is about. So, Holy Spirit pointing us to Christ through prayer, through scripture, through worship. Ed, I need you to do the rest as my iPad has given up the dose today. And lastly, the Holy Spirit points us to Christ through the church. Through you and through me. God's Spirit is poured out upon us so that we can go out and we can be his people. We see here, it says, but you will receive the Holy Spirit. Go back, Ed. Oh, great. We're having a great time today. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You will be my witnesses. Who's doing the work? You doing the work? Are you going out there and doing it? No. Holy Spirit giving you power so that you can go out. And what are you supposed to do then? Are you supposed to point to yourself and say, hey, I got you. I'll take care of you. I'll save you. Or are you supposed to point to them and saying, work a little harder, do a little more, stop sinning, and then God will love you? No. Who do you think you're supposed to point to? Jesus. The church. We're filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can point to Jesus, so that we can tell other people, hey, I want to tell you about a God who loves you, who gave himself for you, and who is still with you to this day. You are not alone. You know that thing you did that you're still holding on to in sin and shame? He died for that part of you. He died so that you can be known and loved and treasured. He loves you and he is for you. The Holy Spirit points to Christ through his church. Now, there is a picture that was hung above Karl Barth, who is a famous um, Reformed theologian, and this picture hung above his desk. And um, someone gave it to me so that it it hangs above my desk as well. And it is a picture. Can you put up the the photo? It's this painting here. And this is an altar piece. And it shows Jesus on the cross. But the reason Karl Barth had it hanging above his desk 
and I have it hanging above my desk is because of this guy here in the right in the red. That's John the Baptist. And what's John the Baptist doing? He's pointing to Jesus. The reminder that this gave to Karl Barth, the reminder it gives to me, and the reminder I hope it gives to you, is that we are not on the cross. We are not the Savior of the world. We are the pointers. We are to come alongside John the Baptist and say, there he is, the Son of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Let me tell you about this one. Let me tell you about this God who died for you. Let me tell you about this God who loves you. Let me tell you about what he has done for you. You are not alone. He knows you and he loves you. We are the pointers. The Holy Spirit points us to life. The Holy Spirit points us to his son. The Holy Spirit exists in this room so that you are filled up with God's spirit so that you can go out and sit across the table from somebody and they're talking to you and they're celebrating with you or they're telling you something that's very hard in their life and you're sitting there saying, I don't know what to do in the midst of this. And the Holy Spirit says, I will intercede for you in prayer. I will set you before the king of kings and you will sit there and you will just ask the question, how can I point this person to Jesus? How can I just get them to see maybe 1% more of the living God who loves them? How in my daily life, in my actions and in my words, can I just be partnering, filled with the Holy Spirit to point to Christ? Because, boy, there's a lot of different places that people want to point. We all have the temptation to point to ourselves, saying, don't worry, if I just work a little harder, I can do this. But let us be a church. Let Ascension Lutheran be the foundation of a place that we are known for pointing to Jesus. We are known for pointing people to the one who gave himself for us. That we're known for pointing people to bread and to wine, that they may have life and they may have love through Jesus. That we are known for nonstop telling people about a God who came in flesh so that he might live and die and be resurrected so that we might be known as children of God. On this Pentecost, let us celebrate the fact that the Holy Spirit points us to the Son. And we have the privilege of never being alone, but through prayer, through scripture, through worship, and through his church are pointing to Jesus. Heavenly Father, we, we know that this is your spirit. We know that we need you to do the work because, Lord, it's too much for us. Lord, we desperately need you to show up because if, it, if it's about our band, if it's about our choir, if it's about my words, nothing will happen. But when your spirit shows up, lives are changed. Lord, show up in our conversations this week. Show up in the times when we need you to intercede for us. Show up across tables when we need to tell somebody the good news that you have died for them. Lord, show up in our marriages when we need to be willing to give someone grace and forgiveness when they do the same thing again. Lord, show up in our friendships. Show up in our service to one another. 
Let us be people who are known for pointing to you. Let our church be known for pointing to you. And we celebrate the quiet Holy Spirit who just wants to point to Jesus, who just wants to tell everyone about the Son, who says, yes, look at what he has done. Look at how he has resurrected. Look at how he has redeemed the world. Lord, let us point to you in all that we do.